Today is Friday, April 27th, 2012. This is episode 221. Welcome to Countless Screaming Argonauts. I'm T Fat P, the Fabulous Penguin. And I'm Max. And this is Countless Screaming Argonauts, your podcast of record. Max, we open with an apology. Yes, we had a little hiccup. We had a little hiccup, and, and we still haven't quite figured out exactly what it was. I just know that our podcast was uh, really, really short <laughs> on right. the upload. We, we had had released a podcast that was abnormally short because we had a, a long article, which we were going to talk about tonight, that we didn't want to cut out in the middle of. Right. And and so we were prepared to, to hear that the podcast was short. And then it really got short because somewhere between when I uploaded it and the Internet Archive got it, it didn't get all of it. Part of it got cut off. Part of it got cut off. So anyway, we apologize. Uh, you guys deserve better than that. And, you know, Max, like I said to you, I always check it, and I didn't this time. I was in a hurry, and I and I blew it. Well, one of our listeners was gratefully uh, – we were grateful they pointed it out to us. And, and now it's corrected. So if you want to hear the last – about four and a half minutes of the show, I think uh, – Feel free to re-download it from iTunes or listen to it on the pod on the uh, website. Exactly. All right, so Max, let's get into the story that caused this whole problem to start. <laughs> <laughs> there is a young person named Cece McDonald, Krishan McDonald, an African American, who was walking with a number of friends, a couple of friends, I think. And uh, was going to the store and walked past a redneck bar and there was a man and a couple of women, if I, if I digested this story correctly. Some of these facts, uh, I want to state, are not Factual. the whole story. <laughs> right. Well, I, I don't, I don't want to put it out there is that I've got all the information. Right. Actually, the internet has a tendency, you might recognize this theory. To repeat itself. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the stories are linked to just one or two stories. Uh, there is a website out uh, to try to get C.C. Uh, McDonald out of jail. Um, and there is a change.org petition. But anyway, this, this person, C.C. McDonald, transgendered, and her, her friends <laughs> still get hung up on the pronouns. <laughs> Sorry. Um were being verbally assaulted. Uh, one of the websites calls this part of the activity violence. I think that's an, an interesting subject for debate in itself. But CC went over and confronted the people, said, this isn't right, you, you can't talk to us this way, or something to that effect, wherein one of the women smashed a glass or a beer mug into her face, cut her to the bone, cut part of her saliva-making apparatus. They threw her in jail. They threw her in solitary. They didn't – they gave her – eventually, after three hours alone, she had medical treatment, and then she uh, – a couple of days later was allowed follow-up medical treatment, which 
some of the websites said, you know, was was not humane. I don't really know the extent of her injuries, so I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just the story. Um, CC was in jail. Uh, they've had a couple of pretrial hearings. She's being charged with murder two. Um, the the man in the fight died, was uh, killed by a pair of CC McDonald was is a pro, uh, a student at um, a fashion college and had a pair of sewing scissors in her purse and the sewing scissors were discovered in the not so ironically uh, <laughs> tattooed chest of the guy who was involved in the fight Turns out he had a he had a swastika tattooed on his chest, and she stabbed him right in it. Mm-hmm. Five hundred thousand dollars bail. Uh, Cece's in jail, and the person who made the first physical move, the woman who smashed her in the face with a beer glass, has not been arrested. Cece's followers and friends think that she should should never have been. Arrested in the first place, right. it was self-defense. She was standing her ground, which brings us, you know, brings us full circle. Uh, just, just for clarification, did you, you did not mention which city or town this took place in? I did didn't. you tell me? No. Yeah, uh, it's Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minnesota. So, does Minnesota have a stand your ground law? I, I, <laughs> I was afraid you were going to ask me that question because it's a really good question and I should have the answer, but I don't. Okay. Well, you know, the whole Zimmerman and uh, Trayvon Martin. Right, yeah. Trayvon Martin. That's all they talk about. He was just standing his ground and he's allowed to right. do that in Florida, um, even though he has been arrested, has been charged, and, and et cetera, et cetera. And, and this sounds like, you know, this is exactly the opposite. This is a person who did stand her ground, but right. because she's. A woman, she's a transgender, she's black, she's, yep. she's from Minnesota. Minnesota. One, of those, one of those reasons, <laughs> she doesn't have that right, it seems like. Yeah, um, that seems to be the, the point of the story. To me, well, we talked about it when we talked about the Trayvon Martin case. First, there's, it's what level of violence is justifiable against what level of violence right well if you've been smashed in the face with a bottle or a glass i think pretty much you know it's all hands on deck well i think i think you're right uh i but the white people and they were white (laughs) said the first insults and you can imagine you know anti-transgender anti uh black black, oh yeah of course you know what they said and uh and she, you know, confronted them. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's like, in the first punch, so to speak, uh, a, a cutting blow was was thrown by the white people, and I mean that just seems unfair. It's, it, there was a melee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And absolutely. But she, uh, this is a person who has a job, is going to school. She has a family. My kind of assessment from reading the stories was that her family is really a group of her friends that she takes care of. Right. But I don't know. It, it seems 
pretty cut and dried to me. And I guess the reason I wanted to bring it up was, did it seem that way to you? Do you think I'm missing something? Well, no, I don't think you're missing something. The only thing I would say, Max, is, is that, and you've, you've mentioned this several times, you never know what the Internet does with stories like this. Right. You know? yeah, so, you know, so, of course, all of her friends are going to paint one picture. And I would imagine right. that all of the rednecks in the bar are going to paint a different picture. And right. and that's why we have a judicial system to kind of ferret all of those things out, right? Right. Well, that's a fair point. Yeah, but on um, the surface, certainly on the surface, it seems to be pretty inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't see any way that you can throw C.C. McDonald in jail without arresting the woman with the glass, at least. Yeah, of course not. Uh, you know, I mean, that's to me, makes perfect sense, which I guess is why... It didn't happen anyway, right? Right. Um, and the thing I was trying to find out was uh, the, there's all these pretrial motions and was the trial dismissed? And, and I finally figured out that CeCe's trial is scheduled for April 30th, which is Monday. We'll kind of keep an eye out and, and see what happens. It seems to me that my gut feeling is I don't have a problem – with the DA dropping this case, it's pretty clear he's not going to. Right. But I also think $500,000 bail mm-hmm. is way too much, and and a murder charge is way too much. This person didn't have any intention right. of of killing anyone and, and you know only killed someone in self-defense. Sure. So. Well, listen, let me just ask you one other question about this, and I'm going sure. to call on you to speculate. Why do you think that the Trayvon story with Zimmerman got all of this press and this story barely got a mention anywhere? I mean, I didn't see it in any of the news, normal news outlets and stuff. Is it because it was Florida versus Minnesota? Is it because it's white versus black as opposed to black versus white? Or is it because it's transgender? Well, all the things I've been reading say the latter. Mm -hmm. Oh, that – I know what – what this was going to uh, bring up for me uh, is an even deeper topic. What do you think about hate crime laws? Well, you know what? I, we, you and I had this discussion once, and I forget what it was in context with. I think it was in context with some kid who was charged with terrorism because he was making threats and stuff. Um, you know, basically, hate crimes are, is a terrorism attack. You know, terrorism basically, you know, is that you are afraid of because of something that the other person is doing, that you have to live in fear. Well, certainly a hate crime, you know, and I, I'm going to broaden the definition, you know, I'm going to say that the hate crimes that I'm aware of are usually against homosexuals, number one, uh, against blacks, number two, um, against uh, sometimes against women. Sometimes against women or other ethnicities. Right. So, so um, you know, do we need legislation? Well, you know, if we can't, if, you know, <laughs> this is this gets into a whole discussion about, you know, in the United States, why sometimes the federal government has to step in. You know? Well, and, I, and I'm grinning here because I think, it, I think it is a big, deep topic, and we probably have, and for, forgive me, I hope nobody minds if we explore it a little bit again. Yeah, you know, I just think that, you know, if states don't deal with that issue, then I think it's got to be the federal government that has to step in. 
So, yeah, I think the state should have laws on the books for that kind of stuff. And I think there should be stiff penalties. Um, see, I have a problem with it. And I have a problem with my having a problem with it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still tumbling this one over in my rock tumbler. Because, well, I, I think assault and battery and, and uh, assault with words are wrong. Um, I'm I'm not sure that I can quite get to. I can be arrested for hating someone. Well, I I think that that's just giving it a, a name, Max. You know, in my in my thought about it, you know, basically what it is is if you are if you commit a crime against somebody, assault, right, right, because of their gender, right. race. Sexual, sexual, orientation. sexual orientation, political beliefs, any yeah. one of those things. I mean, you know, to me, that's that's gone over the, you know, that's that, that that's taken that step. Well, but the question is, if you kill somebody because you hate them because they're Portuguese, let's say, right. is that worse if you kill them in the same manner because they're in your way? And not because they're Portuguese. Um, you know, part of me wants to say no, but a bigger part of me wants to say yes. If, if you kill somebody because they're Portuguese or you kill somebody because they're black, not because they were in your way, not because they might have said something to you or stopped you from doing something, but because they are black or because they are, um, you know, Portuguese or because they are gay, I think that's worse. Hmm. And, and I'm not saying you're wrong. You might be right. Uh, I, it's, it seems to me the crime is the killing, and the motivation just goes to the facts and evidence uh, for whether or not you should get a conviction. Well, except what? that sometimes the facts go to whether it's murder or manslaughter and what degree of those things. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, and and that's that's fine. The facts should definitely uh, affect that. I just and, and by the way, uh, uh, I was talking about this with a friend of ours years ago, and I was kind of still struggling where I am now. And he was like, "No, hate crimes are are worse, and they need to be treated worse." And it seems to me that before this new prosecutor stepped into the Trayvon Martin case. They were going to go after Zimmerman on hate crimes uh, from a federal level where the state wouldn't prosecute. The the federal government was going to prosecute him for hate. And, you know, I can can see prosecuting him for killing an unarmed young man, but I I just – I have a little problem with – Reading someone's mind. Well, except that they weren't. They were not reading his mind. There were people who reported, neighbors of his, who said that when he was making rounds that he stopped by their house and said, the real problem is we got a lot of these black kids coming into the neighborhood who don't belong here. Now, to me, that's an indication of something a lot stronger than, you know, I was just doing my duty as a neighborhood watch person. Okay, I'll give you that. You know, but so I think that's what suppose, tips it over. But suppose he never 
did anything besides say the real problem is we got a lot of black kids moving into the neighborhood. Well, then we wouldn't be having this discussion because it wouldn't have come up. Lots of but doesn't that doesn't that prove my point that it's the crime and not the hate that's the problem? No, because I think the difference would be that you could prosecute, you know, and say that it was manslaughter, self-defense. But when you have hate in the, you know, in in the picture, I think that it kicks it up. It, it inf- you're saying it informs his motives? Yeah. Or or it increases the severity of the crime. I think both. I think it it certainly tells you about his motives. I mean, you know, when when they're investigating a crime and a and a, and a wife is murdered, who's the first person that they look at? Whether well, yeah, of course. course, because there's motive there or possibly motive. Right. Okay. Well, this guy provided his own motive. If he's saying, you know, and I understand that he had made comments like this before, and I understand that. You know, and I also understand that he was the right. one who helped write the rules for the neighborhood watch, and then he completely, disagree, you know, dis- went, went against them. right, right, right. Well, and I'm I, that's fine. You, you can use that in evidence against him, but then do you tack on five years for hate? Yeah, I do. So those those bastards that tied that kid to the fence years ago and beat him absolutely until he died. Absolutely. They didn't choose just a random kid. I mean, if they had been a serial killing group and they had, you know, killed a black kid and a white kid and an Irish kid and an Italian kid, then no. But this was very, very specific. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. I see what you're saying. uh, um, You're probably right. Uh, uh, Wiser people than I have agreed with you. But uh, I think you've raised a very interesting point, though. I'm – because what I'm afraid of is is thought crimes and, and people poking into someone's head and saying, you're evil because you think this. Because um, I don't know about you, but as a white person, I've run into people that I've heard say things like we've talked about mm-hmm. tonight. Yes. And and I'm uncomfortable with hearing them. And, but, and but you know, until... I might say to that person, you know, you really can't think that way. Right. But until the point that they commit the crime, until the point at which they pull a gun and shoot the person or they take a beer bottle and smash it in their face, it's nothing more than not a crime. it's not a crime. But as soon as they do that, it is. And, and you're you're certainly are looking to motive. And then and then hate elevates the severity of the crime. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. I, I think that's reasonable. All right. Listen, let's get a little lighter subject here. All right. All right. Yeah. So who woke up Newt Gingrich and basically told him that he had died a months ago and was really out of the race? <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe Sheldon Adelson. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, what among the things that I didn't understand about this whole process is why would he say, I'm going to announce next week that I'm not running anymore? <laughs> didn't you just announce it when you said I'm going to announce it? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, what's that all about? I don't know. Um, <laughs> New Gingrich is an idiot? Uh, could be. It could be. I, I guess, you know. I think maybe he's, of course, Newt thinks he's smarter than everyone else. Absolutely. He, because, he, uh... knows, because he knows that the way to help our inner city youth is to make them do janitorial work in their schools. <laughs> That's right. 
Oh, you want you want to start trading idiotic quips from Republican candidates? No, no, because no, we don't have that much time. It's a half-hour podcast. Half-hour podcast. We don't have six days. We don't have the time. We don't. That's just one day for each of the candidates I know. that was in the lead at one point. Easy, easily, you know. Yeah. Um, I got a couple of weird things that I saw this past. All right. Week. All right. The first one had to do with New York City. Um, has uh, stepped in and banned references to some things in its sta- all of its standardized tests. Okay. okay. Being politically correct. But here's a list of some of the things that they banned. They've banned dinosaurs. Really? Halloween. Birthdays. Hey. Poverty. And dancing. <laughs> and the reason that the, the Department of Education gave is is that they thought that these all of these things could stir negative emotions among students. For example, Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate birthdays. Christians right. might dislike references to Halloween. And I guess, you know, uh, right wing far right wing fundamentalists would be be upset by dinosaurs because the is six thousand years old, right? <laughs> Maybe, uh, <laughs> but uh, do we try to make everyone happy? Can I? I, I believe in political correctness, but right. can we take it too far? Well, I, yeah. You know what I was going to say to you is we've done stories before. About remember that story about the the uh, the math test in Mississippi, where it's yeah. you know a, a, a slave a slave picks yeah. four bushels a week you know four yeah. bushels a day that's, you know that's that kind offensive. of stuff. I get that. Okay, so then how do how do you determine? And yeah, I, I'm not defending I'm not defending New York about that. Or how can you defend the people that are offending the Jehovah's Witnesses? Right, you, you know it, it becomes difficult too, and so then you end up with. Banning dinosaurs. <laughs> you know? I mean, we're talking Barney here. We're not talking, you know? Well, Barney should be banned. I mean, let's be serious. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, I, I just thought that that was pretty. Uh... Well, and I guess you have to know where the borders are by, by going over the line right. once in a while. Right. I think that's over the line. I, I You know, I, I think that Jehovah's Witnesses have learned through the years that birthdays exist. Right. And yes, it's it's uh, it's it's an issue in a public school. What are they? Uh, they let them out of class if they're going to sing Happy Birthday. Yeah, to something like that. Again, it's it's one of those weird. Take the Jewish kids out of class when you talk about Christmas. <laughs> no, I don't you think know? you do. So, you know, on the know. other hand, in New York State universities shut down for Passover and Yom Kippur. Right. And I don't have a problem with that. You know, it's the high holy day. Right, sure. I'm on an upward, Max. Last week we talked about having that scale of idiocy. We gave it the Scott Walker improvisor, right? We scale. scale of idiocy. Right. Okay. You and I have talked recently several times about how one of the approaches that Fox News takes is that they say anything that they want. Right. Just to get it out there. And then they turn around and apologize in a, in a quiet way later on. And it really doesn't matter because, it, you know, they said it, it got out there, and that becomes the reality. Right. So did you hear what – The jury will now disregard that right. statement. Did you hear what Steve Ducey did this past week in his interview? I guess maybe I did not. Okay. So Steve Ducey is talking to um, 
you know, I thought he was talking to Mitt Romney, but he may not have been. I don't know who he was talking to. But he, he was going to read a quote, and he said, I'll read you the quote. And he says, unlike some people, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. Right. And he, Steve Ducey says that was obviously directed at Mitt Mitt Romney. Romney. Okay? Except that that wasn't a direct quote. No? No. Obama never said that. What Obama said several times was, was that I never had anything handed to me. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. He said that when my wife and I got married... You know, our oh, assets <laughs> were no assets. You know, we Never weren't born with a silver spoon in our mouth. That was what he was referring to. But he added the words, unlike some people. Of course, he apologizes for it two days later at the yeah. end of a broadcast just before they go to commercial. And so what I want to do is, I, you know, we've talked about, let's come up with a name for when you say – when you throw something out there as a lie and then you apologize for it later on, but you don't care because it got out there, I think we should right. call it a doocy. <laughs> okay. Right? Fox made a doocy. <laughs> he dropped the doocy right there the on doocy, Fox right? News. <laughs> right? Okay. I, I, another another quick follow-up. Last week you talked about the actress. Right. How do you she, right. And the fact that she had invented something that led to the internet, basically. Frequency hopping mechanical – Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you ready for this one? Yeah. The voice actor of Tigger in the Disney cartoons yeah. was Paul Winchell. Right. Okay. Paul Winchell had medical training as a pre-med at Columbia University and is mm-hmm. credited with being the first person to build and patent a mechanical artificial heart. Yep. I have heard that. So all of these all of these people out there, you know, he's the voice of Tigger and you're venting a heart. <laughs> You know? yeah, what did he make more money with? <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Um, I know that you want to bring up poor Pippa. Do we have, right. do we have a chance for one more quickie? Sure, sure. Uh, I got one more. I got one more. Right, for you. I'd like to hear one more. Okay. You may or may not be aware of this, but in the United States, there has been a lot of talk about circumcision and whether or not children should be routinely circumcised and stuff like that. Well, do you know that <laughs> Do you know that Kellogg's could actually be credited with starting the move in the United States towards circumcision? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all about it. Okay. Basically because what happened – of the movie, the, the road to – what was it? The road to wellness? The oh, I can't remember the title of it now, mm-hmm. but it was about Kellogg. Right. Well, basically what happened was at the end of the 19th century – yeah. He declared when he was besides making cornflakes, he declared a war on masturbation because he felt that masturbation led to exhaustion and paralysis and heart disease, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he recommended this is he recommended eating cornflakes as a means to prevent masturbation and also to have your child circumcised. Because the thought was was that Doing it without anesthetic, which is what they do, would make the little boys associate masturbation with pain. And so they wouldn't hmm. do it anymore. They might make the little boys associate getting their penis cut with pain. <laughs> they might they might make the little boys believe that eating cornflakes causes pain. <laughs> <laughs> he, he believed a bunch of weird things, including, I think, uh, that... Sex was good for women. 
and, and in fact, I think he was helping a lot of women out, if I remember <laughs> the story correctly. Uh, that's a nice way of saying that. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, listen, you know, uh, speaking of helping women out, <laughs> let's, let's help Pippa out here. Go ahead. Give me the, give me the lowdown on this. All right. Well, <clears throat> I, did, I did a bad thing. Uh, I was in the line in the grocery store the other day, and I'm always looking for topics <laughs> that, that I can talk about here. And, and I look at the grocery store magazine cover of, yes, Us magazine, and there's Kate Middleton, and God, is she gorgeous, mm-hmm. and, and Pippa, and it says Royal Scandal, Pippa's Big Mistake. And I looked at it, and I'm like, I could use this on the show. <laughs> of course. Because Pippa is like your, se- your second favorite woman of all time, right? I'm afraid so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. And it says, after partying all night, Pippa gets caught in a horrifying gun incident. I didn't see the gun thing. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, all right. <laughs> the woman at the counter is is saying, you know, you get, you got anything else or what? The guy, there's, I mean, the the 15 items are less line, right? <laughs> and I've got a bottle of Coke. <laughs> and the Us magazine. <laughs> I'm fumbling over whether or not to buy it. And I finally just said, oh, i got to buy it. So Pippa's in France in Paris with a, a bunch of uh, guys, three male friends. They're in this car. They're driving around, and one of her buddies pulls out a gun and points it at a paparazzi who was following them on a moped. <laughs> you know, this is important stuff. Right. And so that's the gun incident. That's she the gun. She happened incident. to be in the same car. She happened to be in the same car. She was laughing. <laughs> about it and they, they later claim that the gun was a fake gun right and of course they have pictures and i can't tell i mean it's, it's a handgun with a guy's hand around it it right. could be chocolate it could be a revolver i don't know <clears throat> but i love the guy's name antoine de tavermost <laughs> was one of the men she was with and this other guy i gotta give you this name this is even better artur de soul trait you know, the real problem may be the guy she's hanging out with. <laughs> you know? You know? Well, they're, they're like filthy rich French fashion guys. I guess. I guess. Did you know that Pippa has a great butt, but I'm not really sure it's hers? Who's <laughs> ever fudgy? <laughs> you know, I feel totally justified because I was dragged into this. I made it a point. To, of course, I, I was asleep. It wasn't that tough to not watch the wedding. I didn't care. Right. But, but they're Pippa saying was it, there, yeah, yeah. And then you know, and people start talking about this woman with the great ass, and you gotta look. Hey, you know, you don't so, have to. You don't have to convince me of that matter. So they're saying that you know it could cost her fifty nine hundred dollars. I don't know where they came up with this. I mean, this magazine is absurd. It's ninety seven percent photographs, but there actually is text in this story. Right. And it says Kate feels guilty. Pippa can't just slip back into her, her normal life. Pippa was apparently – people were hoping she would be a lady-in-waiting. and, and well, What are you waiting for? <laughs> apparently, Pippa's not going to be able to wait anymore. Yeah, I guess not. So I wanted to let you know Pippa was, was surprised by all of us and, and that she's okay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> like me, you are worried about Pippa. I am. I'm worried about her butt most of all. 
I'm worried about Pippa, but. <laughs> well, Max, listen, as always, it was great fun. I mean, yeah. we had a serious topic, we had some fun topics, and we had Pippa, who was kind yeah. of serious and fun at the same time. Serious and fun at the same it, time. Like Cool Whip. Cool Whip <laughs> is serious and fun at the same time. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't know that, but <laughs> but thank you for that. Okay. You know, yeah, for sure. just imagine the combination. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, on that note, on that note, on that note I'm going to my room. <laughs> <laughs> just just do, don't do anything Kellogg would Right, do. absolutely not. All right, good night, Max. There's a picture opposite me of my primitive ancestry, which stood on rocky shores and kept the beaches shipwreck free. Though I respect that a lot, I'd be fired if that were my job. After killing James.